Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dad got this Audi. There were no seatbelts, I don't think, in that car. It was leather seats. It fit five people. We were a family of six. Yeah. Do you remember that? Good math. (laughs) And I remember being in the car, and when we turned, we had to hold on to the door so the door wouldn't open because the locks (laughs) were... That was my sister, Natalie, and it's National Siblings Day. So why not bring all three of my sisters in, and let's talk about what it was really like in our household growing up. You're listening to the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is 50 Shades of K. And let me explain who's who. Gretchen and Natalie, the two youngest sisters, are arguing over the microphone because I have the shyest sister, Gretchen, and the loudest sister, Natalie, sharing one mic because there's only three mics in the studio. And already they've gone back and forth on who's going to talk and who's not going to talk. She's pushing it towards me. That's Gretchen that's speaking right now. But let's first introduce the oldest sister, Rachel, who's been on Fifty Shades of K before. Glad to be back. Then there's me. Elizabeth, the second oldest. Then there's Gretchen, who is the kindest, nicest, sweetest sister. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. And then we have Natalie, who's the baby. Hello. Natalie's the one that I describe as piss and vinegar. Yikes. Who else agrees? (laughs) Rachel? It could be true. We're pretty similar. (laughs) I'm pretty similar to you? Yes. Oh, I'll take that as a compliment. Now, when we were growing up, between the four of us, if there was ever a problem that mom needed to know the truth behind, like who didn't do their chores or who was lying, it was always Gretchen that was the kind, sweet one that would tell mom the truth, right? I just couldn't lie to her. (laughs) That's why we always say you're the sweetest sister. So let's talk about what it was like growing up in our house with one bathroom No shower, no lock on the door. Because when I tell people that, they're shocked to hear that there were five women, including our mom and then our dad, in the house with one bathroom. Well, now I would say people ask if we grew up in a rural area, like on a farm, and we grew up in a city in a very normal four-bedroom house without a shower in modern era. In Bayview. And I can remember mom saying that was going to get remodeled one day. Nowadays, I feel like that'd be the priority. Like that needed to get With fixed four first. children. Yes, yeah, that be- would have been the first thing you did before the kitchen gets fixed. It should have been that. But I can remember when we would have to have bath night. We would have to do it on certain nights of the week. Otherwise, all the hot water would get used. Natalie? Well, what I remember is one sister being, this obviously was when we were like younger, but one sister would be in the bathtub while the other one would be washing her hair in the sink because we were trying to be proactive. <laughs> but that normally would be, Elizabeth and I would always wake up a lot later. Gretchen and Rachel would wake up really early. So they had the bathrooms to themselves. They would get up, read the paper, listen to the Today Show. Meanwhile, Elizabeth and I are probably still sleeping at this point. That's just kind of how we made it work. And I'm not even a morning person, and I would get up at 5.30 a.m., even though my school was 
five blocks away so that I could be first and I could get in, get my bathroom time uninterrupted. Mm -hmm. Well, and Gretchen, I can remember you getting so upset when it was up to me to get us to high school when we were in high school together because I was always barely making it to first hour on time. (laughs) And Gretchen being the sweetest, nicest sister, you were always just standing there so quietly just looking at me like, can we please just not be late this morning? You hated that. Yes. I remember like going, I think probably even back in like middle school, feeling that of just like, and I don't know if I should say this, you might want out of this, but I can remember our playing Tetris, Nintendo oh, yeah. in the morning, and it was like we need to go to school. Wait, Dad would be play- <laughs> yes. yes, Dad would be playing some sort of Nintendo game <laughs> as I'm sitting there, and Elizabeth is still getting ready. And then it was like winter, and our car was not the greatest at defrosting. Yep. And it was like it's eight fifteen. School started at eight ten. Like we needed to go. Yeah, oh, the rest so of the mad. three of us would have been cursing and screaming at him and you're probably just smiling thinking I'm ready wait a second let's go back to this defrosting thing with the car so what I remember this is Natalie talking Natalie Natalie's the baby yeah what I remember dad got this Audi there were no seatbelts I don't think in that car it was leather seats it fit five people we were a family of six yeah do you remember that anyone (laughs) and I remember being in the car and when we turned we had to hold on to the door so the door wouldn't open because the locks didn't work (laughs) but then I also remember the defrosting dad would say okay girls I'll put your hands up onto the glass because the defroster didn't work (laughs) to defrost the window this was a sheriff's auction car though so he got a great deal on it the deal was amazing that's actually a perfect segue for you to talk about the great deals that dad would get at the sheriff's auction because we were the family that dad bought one of those ambulances Ambulances that look like the ambulance in the Ghostbusters movie. And our mom worked at a hospital. So mom one time came home with all of these like bandages and what you needed to make casts. Do you remember that one time? Oh, that, the plaster? Yeah, we all put casts on and bandages. And then we took the ambulance to church. And mom wasn't thinking about how that would look. That All of us would walk into <laughs> church all bandaged up. And people kept asking, what happened to your four girls? Are they okay? Oh, no, they're just playing hospital at home. Oh, and by the way, we showed up to church in an actual ambulance. Do you guys remember any of this? And then remember the paddy wagon? I remember playing in the ambulance because it had the two side-by-side gurneys that it would be parked in front of the house and we would just open up the back and go and you know, lay down and one was one was the doctor, one was the nurse, and one was the patient. Well, we want to talk a little bit about uh, what Christmas was like at our house because as we have gotten older now and have our own families and we have now our in-laws and extended families because all of us here are married. We've learned that what we did on Christmas morning was apparently not normal. That in most households, you don't go one at a time opening gifts. You all just open your gifts and then you thank somebody like later and or in private. But all of us would have to wait at the top of the stairs at our house in Bayview. Until- all the bedrooms are on the second floor yes. and the living room where we would have the Christmas tree was downstairs. And so in order to be fair, the first person up had to wake everyone else up and there was usually a time that was acceptable and then until everyone was up we had to wait at the top of the stairs yes and it was so annoying because do you remember Gretchen Natalie the year that Rachel did not want to get out of bed and was really really mad at dad because he had the videotape going and was videotaping her so the three of us are at the top of the stairs thinking we want to open our Christmas gifts but can't because Rachel won't get out of bed why were you so mad that morning it was Christmas 
I don't like to be filmed, yeah. for one. I don't want to be on camera. <laughs> Our dad is an antagonist, so he was he was pushing my buttons. And so when an immovable object meets a high-velocity <laughs> high force, uh, we were just really at odds with each other there. Merry Christmas. And so I was, not, I was not ready to budge, and I wasn't going to let him win. Who remembers the year that there was a gift that was open that made me cry? Anyone know what that gift was? <laughs> oh, yes, the Felicity dress. The blue dress for Felicity. The American girl. Totally. The other part of Christmas, when there are so many kids, and maybe for some of you listening also come from a big family, or you have a big family right now, maybe you have a lot of kids, oftentimes there will be gifts given to the wrong child, and mom would have to run into the basement and come back up and say, oh my God, Santa just left this in the basement. Gretchen, here's your sweatshirt. I think that sweatshirt you opened is supposed to be for Rachel. Do you remember that ever happening? I do remember that happening. And now with different perspective, you think about you know having to wrap presents for four girls at 1130 at night after you've been at mass and had Christmas Eve dinner. And I can't believe that they didn't make more mistakes or or we would have presents where three of us would open it and then one would be like you'd just see mom and dad look at each other like what where is it what where, did you do with it where's the fourth calendar <laughs> Natalie doesn't have a calendar that was the other thing that would happen in our house we oftentimes would all have the same gift wrapped the same way and so one of us would get to that gift and look up and say okay guys are we all going to open these together because we clearly know we each are getting one of the same thing that was just a given so then we would all yeah just point at each other and be like alright get the square one we're all going to open the square one at the same time <laughs> as if we were so so on top of we were so on top of it but also at Christmas, we would clap whenever someone would open a gift. And that apparently is not common in other households. Well, I really think it was that we all wanted our turn for attention. And that's why we had to take turns, because if we all had opened it, no one would have been watching us while we were opening whatever amazing thing we thought we were going to get. That, yeah. And so opening presents would take like two hours. Rachel, you're absolutely right. And we would videotape the whole thing. Mm-hmm. All of it's videotaped. Natalie, speaking of attention, you being the youngest... Of the four girls. And she was the one that was always blonde. So the rest of us are brunettes. Natalie's blonde. When we would show up somewhere, they'd always say, where'd that blonde hair come from? You're blonde. And I think one time we even told her that she wasn't really ours. Oh, yeah. I remember (laughs) specifically where we were. What happened? We were at an intersection right by St. John the Evangelist. Oh, Gretchen remembers it, too. Nice. (laughs) Sitting in the back of a van, and there was a little yard sign at that corner that said, Baby Sale. I can't remember which sister it was, but they said to me, Natalie, that's where we got you. (laughs) And I just remember being like, wait a second, this is kind of making sense, but this is kind of sad at the same time. No, you are ours. We can tell. And once you look at family pictures and things, you look very much like mom's side of the family, and Gretchen, Rachel, and I look a lot more like... Dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone in this room that has a halo on their head, it's Gretchen. Because Gretchen is just like the sweetest thing ever. And I think about that sometimes when I talk about my sisters. That I make the three of us sound like just complete just devils. And I'm like, Gretchen's right, so nice. The description nice. is always that Gretchen is just so nice. She's so nice. Gretchen That's why doesn't... she stands out. The rest of us. You never lied. You don't yell. I did lie one time, though. I added. Oh, oh she remembers one time one that time. she lied. What did you I, lie about? I added a chore to the chore chart one summer because mom would give us a chore chart. She'd go off to work and it would be listed like Rachel or actually it wasn't like specific to the sister, but it was like, get these five chores done. Well, I thought 
let's add a chore of like, let's bake brownies. And I wrote it like in mom's handwriting and <laughs> Rachel did it. And mom came home. Of course, that mom- doesn't seem like the worst chore to have to do. <laughs> I well, I know. Mom- Listen to her. Like, that's her way of being like, I lied. I made you make brownies. Right, it could have been scrubbing the toilets or, <laughs> or folding dad's socks and underwear. Right. Well, and one time I pushed Rachel into a window. You did. I had a black eye. I still yeah. have a little Wait. indentation. When I, I don't know anything about this. Gretchen, yeah. how, when did you push him into a window? We, I think I beat her in like double dribble the Nintendo game and she got so mad at me and chased me around the house <laughs> and then I just like turned and kind of pushed her away and she fell. Well, Rachel was the sister. I hope you're okay with us saying this. We could never beat you no. at games. <laughs> it's she, why I don't like to play games to this day because I just, I can't. You're very competitive. I'm very competitive, and I would rather remain friends with people than play games with them and and show that ugly side of myself. Yeah, because I don't really remember ever playing like board games with you growing up. I remember a game of Monopoly in the dining room, and I think it might have just been Mom and Dad and Elizabeth and, and me, and... I was losing at one point, and I think I had shoved the board away or had flipped the board. Sounds about right. And mom and dad were just like, all right, we're, we're just never playing this again. You obviously cannot handle this. Well, and there was the one Christmas our when our niece Rebecca was born. It was her first Christmas. Somebody opened up the game Battle of the Sexes. And Rachel and her husband, Adam... Both said, nah, let's not play a game. Let's not. And of course, we knew ourselves. We knew we shouldn't do it. Right. And they've been together since high school. They've been together for a really long time. They know each other very well. And we all kept egging them on. Do you guys remember this? And we're just like, no, no, let's play. Well, sure enough, something was debated. And Rachel and Adam were going back and forth, debating it, debating it, debating it. And then Rachel stood up and said, this is why I didn't want to play this game and it's Christmas morning and Rebecca's right there and mom covered Rebecca's ears and Rachel stormed out do you remember this I do I but we shouldn't have done it they called their shot we shouldn't have done it we do we knew better Nelly what do you want to say well this I think just shows the similarity of Rachel and I because I'm also very competitive when I play games there was a Pictionary game that we were playing with some of our cousins Um, so I think there was like a total of like eight of us and I must have been 10 or so and here I am in my little dress standing on top of my chair my, the ki- we were at the kitchen table and I was standing on top of the chair yelling at the top of my lungs trying to get someone's attention because <laughs> I was mad that I kept guessing it but nobody was listening to me because that was a constant struggle was nobody ever just You were just a little kid. I was just a little kid, and I just wanted to play Pictionary, and I wanted to win, and nobody was listening. (laughs) But I also get very intense to go back to bring it back. I get really intense. I can't wait for your husband to hear this. I want to win at everything. Yeah, but and that's where that's where Gretchen and I are similar. I'm not that competitive. I'll get kind of you know mad during games because I want to win, but not to the level of you two. And Gretchen, you're kind of the same way. We just had a coworker ask me at one point. Hey, what game in high school were you so upset that you lost? And I said, none of them. And he's you like, You just like to be on teams. You yeah. wanted to be part of the group. Yeah. I was always excited for the next sport to start. I would act like I was sad because the rest of the girls were crying. And I would say, Oh, I'm so bummed we lost a Catholic memorial. Well, whatever. When's track going to start? I was, I didn't care. I, that, but I'm not wired like Natalie and Rachel, who are just so intense all the time and, and re- they really want to win. There was a story that has been told here on the air that the four of us did that was a big mistake on April Fool's Day that we should have never done to our parents. And I know karma is going to come back to one of us and is going to get us for this. 
Let me tell you what the story is. Gretchen, you're looking confused like you don't remember. Rachel knows exactly what the story is. And Natalie, I think you were in diapers when it happened. So Rachel, as the oldest, had this idea before we left for church on Sunday to yell fire and then scare mom and dad and make them think the house was on fire. And then when they would come into the living room, we would say, April Fool's. Rachel, do you remember this? I remember. Why did you think this was a good idea? I think because kids' ideas of a joke and a prank don't make sense. We're not connecting the dots, right? The, totally not connecting dots. It would be a dots. trick because obviously there wouldn't be a fire in our home. Not realizing that adults would assume if a kid yells fire that there is a fire. We knew that there wasn't one, so this was going to be hilarious. Gretchen, do you have any memory of us doing this before church? No, I don't. Well, Natalie, you were way too young. But so we were all in the living room, the four of us. And I do remember you being in diapers, Natalie, because I think you were just in a diaper. You weren't changed yet or ready for church. And mom and dad were in the kitchen and mom had her red robe on. Do we all remember the red robe? We yes, do. we do. And Rachel's like, OK, ready? Three, two, one. And then we're all yelling, fire, fire, fire. There's a fire. There's a fire. And mom and dad came running around into the dining room, into the living room so fast. Mom's robe came undone. And then we all said, April Fool's. And we were in so much trouble. Like, just stuck, like your feet stuck in the ground, feeling frozen. Like, wait, why aren't they laughing? (laughs) This is supposed to be funny, but it's the worst joke ever. And I really hope karma never comes back to me on that. But that's why at our house, there was never a dull moment. There is a home video of myself walking around with cups in my shirt, with high heels and a purse because I used to play dress up and I wanted to always be an adult and I would like kiss the mirror like it was my boyfriend and I had these cups in and Rachel was at the kitchen table doing homework and my mom brought out the video camera and mom started filming me knowing full well that now that would be such a funny video to go back and watch. At the time, I was really embarrassed about it. And I looked where you were just in your own imaginary yeah. world. You weren't doing this for attention. You were just playing. Pretend. This is just what I did. And mom kept filming me and I kept asking mom to stop filming and she wouldn't stop filming. And Rachel is egging me on and she's like, what are you going to do about Elizabeth? What are you going to do? And I said, I did not like to be filmed. So I was really excited that you were not liking being filmed. <laughs> and so I, I, I looked at mom and I said, mom, if you keep filming me, I'm going to say every swear in the book. And then mom came back with Elizabeth. Don't do that. But what are you doing? Talk to me. Come over here. Let me see your outfit. What, what are you doing? And Rachel, you're looking at me saying, do it, <laughs> do it, do it. Be so, bad. So I think I said like. Shit, damn hell. You know, nothing really, really bad. Nothing like what I just said earlier on this podcast, Mom, if you're listening. And all of a sudden, cut, the tape stops. And Mom yells at me and sends me up to my room. But then she came back up and apologized because she realized I asked her to stop multiple times and she didn't. And now I'm sitting here going, man, that tape is deleted. I asked her to delete it. But it would have been priceless to hang on to that. Especially if she got a couple of those bad words coming out of your... How old were you? Probably like seven. Yeah. But do you remember pushing me to swear? I remember you standing in that spot in the entryway by that mirror and you were so mad because usually if the camera was on you, you would sing a song or put on a show, but you were clearly very uncomfortable. So I remember thinking, what is going to happen here? Is she really going to do it? And Rachel loved it. Natalie, what did you want to say? Hearing you guys talk back and forth, I don't think people realize the amount of random video footage we have of us growing up. Just day to day, just day to day, not anything exciting. We would be, it would be a weekday, and we'd come home from school, and like Elizabeth would be doing her math homework with mom. 
And Gretchen and I would be like performing a play in the living room. And like there was just always just these random moments. But like for me, some of these stories, I know I don't really remember. And so I always really enjoyed looking back at all those different videos to be able to say like, huh, that's kind of like what our everyday life was like. I just, you know, now looking back, at it, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, it is really cool that we had that because we also had a very simple upbringing. I mean, you know, money was tight and our parents put everything into sending us to private schools, which people used to joke around. Oh, private schools you must have money. And I'm like, no, all the money went to the private school. Yeah, that was it. We all babysat. I had a paper route. We all had jobs very young, very early on and started working and things. We didn't have cable. We had one television in our house for the longest time. And that is apparently a surprise to a lot of people. But we really didn't have a lot of TV time. And during the summer, Rachel and I, we would have to watch the younger sisters. Right. So we would entertain ourselves by coming up with plays or playing office. Riding or, our bikes all around, go to our cousin's house. Yeah. We, yeah, we kept ourselves entertained because that, as you were talking about the videos, I was thinking how a couple Christmases ago uh, with all of our husbands, we put in that VHS of... It was just a random night at home. My dad was taping us and all four of us in our house each had like a corner of the house that we had set up, whatever we were playing with. Our mom was falling asleep in a in an armchair with our dog. Which is what I do now. I've become mom. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I have a robe and a dog snuggling on me and I'm asleep during a movie at eight o'clock. I have become my mother. But watching our husbands watch this video of how loud it was. Every single one of us was like, hey, come look at my train set. Come look at my outfit. And we were all just talking. It was just all noise. And thinking about that now as a parent, like what chaos that must have felt like. No wonder our mother was falling asleep in her robe with a dog on her lap at probably like 7.30 at night. Well, and I also think about how it wasn't until I got in my own house when I cut the grass for the first time. And people were shocked. Like, you never cut the grass? And I said, no, my dad always cut the grass. My dad always snow blow. He, he used a snowblower on the whole neighborhood in Bayview. And then a friend of mine said, well, of course he did. He had four daughters. It was the only time to, like, get out of the house and nobody would bother him. And, and it was I, too loud. You'd shout at him and he would just be like, I can't hear you. Or <laughs> before church, he would sit outside in the in the minivan drinking coffee and reading the paper while we were all getting ready. Again, right, makes, he'd go get gas, go pick up the paper. But it makes sense. Go because a 45-minute errand two blocks away you have five women and again one bathroom all getting ready for church someone has taken someone else's outfit or someone's jewelry or ruined someone's makeup there's always arguing doors are slamming of course he's staying out in the car uh now if you have kids that fight this is proof to show that they can all grow up and get along at some point because the four of us are really really close now but these two gretchen and natalie the babies had this little issue that would happen that natalie the youngest, would constantly beat up on Gretchen <laughs> all the time. And Rachel and I used to say to Gretchen, you're the older sister. You're bigger than her. Why, show her who's boss. Why don't you fight back? Gretchen, why did you never fight back with Natalie? You never, ever did. I have no answer for that. I do not know. I just know she'd always be like punching me and trying to tackle me and just always just like Natalie does like to play rough yes and it was like I don't want to play rough I don't want to wrestle with you but she was doing that in hopes of you wrestling back because Natalie whenever you would do this to her and she would say stop you wouldn't Stop. No, I just think, again, it comes down to I just I just wanted someone to just pay attention. I don't know if it was just 
it didn't matter if it was like her hugging me, her wrestling. I'm like, let's just do something. Like, I just, I don't know. That's how I've always been. She's very intense. If you haven't, again, she's the very intense one. And well, Gretchen's yeah. the sweet one. Yeah, and I can just remember her like... Gretchen, do this. Gretchen, do that. Like when we'd play. And Gretchen, you be the teacher for school. And I did not like being the teacher. I wanted to but, be. But you actually, would, no, I did want to be the teacher, the student. That's what it was. But I didn't you would want do it anyways. Student. That's why yeah. Rachel and I would look at you and say, get a backbone. Stand up to her. Yeah. I don't Natalie know. one time bit me in the butt and I still have a scar. <laughs> That was summertime, and it was really hot, and we did not have air conditioning in our house. We had a, a window unit until not that long ago, actually. And we were, I think, all just like in our underwear. We were younger, and I was standing in the refrigerator with the refrigerator door open, minding my own business, while Natalie's getting yelled at by mom for something. And because she's so little and, and yeah, a toddler, like a toddler. Her, eye level was my butt and she got so mad she just turned around and went oh and bit my butt and mom had to get you off of me i remember i remember seeing little teeth, teeth marks, marks in my butt. butt cheek natalie do you remember this no here's what i remember <laughs> i remember being tortured as a child and tortured getting, and getting oh. locked in the basement oh, no. with the lights off we did that rachel because i wasn't tall enough to turn the lights back on screaming and here's my sweet little sister i let upstairs. you out i'm just saying you know, it goes both ways here, people. This is why she had to do these things for attention. That is something I still actually feel really bad about. There are two things I feel really bad about that I did to you two. One Gretchen and one Natalie. Natalie locking you in the basement and turning the lights off knowing you couldn't reach the light switch. I do feel really bad about that. And our basement was terrifying. Like, it was an old house. It so, like, still is. I would not do that yeah. now. So, just to give, yeah, some context to the situation. Well, Rachel bought our childhood home, so she's in that house now, and it still is like a cave basement. I mean, it's like the old... Yeah, it's low, just a gross old house it's an basement. Old, it's, it's a hundred year old it's house. An, it's an old house. Yeah, really low basement. But Gretchen, I regret something I said to you when I came home from college, and I've apologized to you for this several times, I still feel really bad about it. I came back, it was summer, and I was one of those college kids that was dealing with mom and dad still wanted to have these strict rules for me, even though majority of the time I'm off at school doing whatever I want. I had the same experience. No curfew, and I was so mad because I wanted to go somewhere and use the car, and mom wouldn't let me, and I was just in a mood, and I wanted to be back at school, and I wanted to get out from underneath my parents' rules, and I said, oh, I just hate being here. And Gretchen walked downstairs, minding her own business, and walked into the kitchen. I said, I hate being here, and you're one of the reasons why. <laughs> right? Gretchen, I felt so terrible. And the look on your face, you almost started to cry. And then I went upstairs, felt really bad, and then I came down and apologized. But to this day, I still feel terrible about saying that, because you know I didn't mean it. Oh, yeah. I, I don't really remember that. Oh, that, she blocked it. That, yeah. that, that shouldn't feel you, that bad you about can, it. You can let that one go. Okay, good to know. <laughs> well, going back to the top of the podcast, when you say that Gretchen is the sweetest and the nicest, why we ever said anything mean to you. <laughs> yeah, it never. It's just, I can't, I can't imagine why we were doing that when we were little. Cause you, yeah, you terrorized me with my blanket. Well, you were very attached to the blanket, so it was a pretty easy target for a, for a mean older sister. Her blanket was called her Mimi. Mm-hmm. And mom had to finally take it away from you because you were too attached. But didn't she make it into a quilt for you later or something or no. use some fabric? I gave it up for um, Lent. Like good Catholic kids? Yeah, like a good Catholic kid. You know, give it up for Lent because <laughs> nobody takes a blanket to college. Even though wink, you love wink. it. Yeah. 
I, later on, I found out that she just like hid it in her closet and then eventually... Natalie said that she me. thought that she sold it on the rummage sale. I thought that was the joke. That was, was the that joke because later on, dad had a garage sale and some person came up with a stroller with a, a child that had a blanket very similar and... Dad, of course, is like, hey, Gretchen, that's what happened to your blanket. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> As tears rolled down right. her cheeks. That's terrible. Yeah, I was probably in like seventh or eighth grade, and he said that. I was like, what? And then I went right to mom. You sold my blanket. No, I didn't sell your blanket. That's where the, our house was just insanity. Because yeah. you have two parents that sometimes weren't always on the same page <laughs> and having different answers for us. And we're trying to sit there and make sense of that. And then the four of us have our own take of everything, too. Mm-hmm. And all of our unique personalities. Well, And we we joked. But the jokes weren't always like funny haha where everybody was in on it that we would say sort of sarcastic or mean jokes to each yes. other and then you would have these moments where you'd be like is this really real is this did he say that to me yeah. well that reminds me of a story so when we were little again we go back to the bathroom but we were all sitting in this tub i don't even know i don't think i was born though yet you guys were all there and elizabeth there was a brown um washcloth that was in the bathtub <laughs> that elizabeth yelled poop poop somebody poop poop like it was kind of i just like i just that. watched caddyshack yeah <laughs> i think it was a video of you elizabeth and gretchen taking a bath together and you were probably like three and five but i the, think that's what it was the best part in the video was seeing the other sisters reactions of like oh my god like if there really is a poop in here like what are we gonna do <laughs> get me out of and here and it was like oh no just kidding it's, it's just, not a poop it's not a poop well and bath time gretchen was it you and i that were laying on our stomachs one time in the bathtub and we said let's make it like noah's ark like a wave pool was that you and i And we made waves and then we didn't realize that all the water had gone out of the tub and mom came into the bathroom and there was probably like two inches of water all over the floor and she lost her mind. Was that you? That might have been. That makes me think of going into the basement and pouring water all in the basement to like sweep up. But yet we basically flooded our basement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, we could go on and on with stories. And I don't know if anybody else has anything else to add while we wrap this up in honor of National Siblings Day. But I appreciate you guys taking the time to come in and record the podcast and kind of explain a little bit about our childhood. Because when I talk about it on the radio, I'll get comments from people who have sisters or or they're raising sisters and they ask, they're like, tell me you and your sisters are still close today, right? Because our stories, you know, are kind of like a little crazy. We did bizarre stuff and probably drove our parents nuts. And I, I often tell them, yes, we'll, we'll they'll be friends. They'll likely get along one day, even though we fought like cats and dogs. But I think <laughs> so much of it comes from the fact that we were in close proximity in our house, which is a big house, but four girls and four bedrooms, we had close physical proximity and the closeness of our age, because we're all only about a year and a half to two years apart in age, that that created so much tension that there was no way we could have, we could have had four bathrooms and I think we still would have all Mm -hmm. found a way to fight, even if we had our own bedrooms because it was just the closeness of our age meant that developmentally we were all at the same spots at the same time. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, now it's kind of fun that we're all in the same spots in our life too, you know, married and families and things like that. So we've all kind of grown up together going through things at similar times because our ages are close. Yeah, if our ages were farther apart, I don't know if we would get along as well. We wouldn't have had the same conflicts, but then we wouldn't have 
built all those funny relationships yeah. and stories. And have all these great home videos that now we can barely watch because who has a VCR? Well, <laughs> but the, the other thing was, is most of the time, one of us was sharing a room with the other one growing right. up. Oh, and like, because Rachel and I are about eight years or so apart, when she was gone from college, that obviously freed up some space. But then when she came back, you know, everybody was pretty established that, you know, Rachel would either have to sleep. I in slept the on the couch yeah. for a whole summer because yeah. nobody would give me a room. Back. Yeah. We had then, worked a long time to get those rooms. And then we I, remember, giving those up. I remember one time when Elizabeth came back, she had to sleep in the room with me, like on this, like cot type of bed. Like, I remember that. No frills. Yeah. It was Once just, you leave for college. It was hard knocks. And that, and that was partly why mom wouldn't let me stay out late because she'd say, you're just going to wake up your sister if you get in late. And I used to say, it's not my problem that she's 13 years old. Like, I'm back and from I said, college. how am I going to wake anybody up? I'm sleeping in the living room. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I love you all very much. You mean the world to me. Thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. This has been the 50 Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.